I can't climb this tree. Okay, what can I do to bring it down? He has used so many things to entrust the car so that it can come down, but it refused. Then the, car, the pastor decided to tie the tree attached to his car so that he can drive forward a little bit. You know, when he drives forward, then the tree will bend, the car can come down. So as the pastor was driving, he's looking back, checking the tree, try to adjust, go further, go further, until suddenly the rope cut. And you know what happened when the rope cut? Yeah, it goes. Then the, cl- the cat flies and disappears. All effort for the pastor to save the cat. At the end of the day, the cat still flew to where he could not find it. He went around, went around, went around, he couldn't find the cat. Then he lost hope. About five days later, he was just moving around. Moving around, moving around. Then he saw a lady. This lady, when you talk of somebody that don't like cats, she is the number one. Then suddenly the pastor saw him, or saw her, buying uh, cat food. Then the pastor asked, Sister, we all know that you are a cat hater. Why are you suddenly buying cat food? He said, Pastor, in fact, I, I, I wanted to come and tell you what happened in my house a few days back. He said, what is that? He said, you know my little girl? She always persisting that I should buy cats for her. And I decided that since I don't like cats, I'm not going to do that. So this little girl persisted until he pushed the woman that, look, you are praying to God. If you can pray to God that God should give you a cat, then I will allow you to keep it. Then the, 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 the lady said, she went, the daughter went to the backyard and knelt down and she began to pray. God provide me a cat. Then the mother was folding the arms, looking at her. You know, what happened next is that, say, Pastor, you cannot believe it. If I was not there, I would say it's a lie. A cat suddenly flew from somewhere and landed. Can you see that God answers prayer? Praise God. I leave you with the rest of the story. It is a good thing to pray. Whatever circumstances you find yourself, don't be disturbed. My message today is tied to persistence as an essential commodity for prayer. When you persist, that is essential commodity. Yesterday night, Pastor Lekan electrified this hall with prayer, prayer session. He gave us eight good points from the book of First Samuel, chapter 1, from verse 9 to 20 or so. He gave eight good points why you should pray and what will bring answer to your prayer. I'm not going into that because of our time. But for those of us that are here today, we will know. Now, we are going to take our message for today from the... From the book of Luke. Before then, today we have so many churches all over the world. So many brethren, so many pastors, so many elders, so many followers of Christ. Now, suppose this is the time that Jesus Christ, uh, this is the time of Jesus Christ, when he was on this earth. What do you think that they, they will ask him to teach them? What many people will ask is that, teach me 
how to do miracle. Because that is, most churches these days, they are for commercial purpose. And how do you get this commercial? True miracle. But the disciples that, are very, that were very close to Jesus Christ, what they asked for is that he should teach them how to do what? How to pray. That is what Jesus Christ told them. That is what they asked him. They never asked him to teach us how to do miracles. They never asked him to teach them how to teach. We all know that Jesus Christ teach. He teached. Or how to love people. The one thing about his life that was attractive and they planned to imitate is his prayer life. So with this, we go into the Luke 18, 1 to 8. And he told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not to lose heart. He said, In a certain city there was a judge who neither feared God nor respected man. And there was a widow in that city who kept coming to him and saying, Give me justice against my adversary. For a while he refused, but afterward he said to himself, Though I neither fear God nor respect man, yet, because this widow keeps bothering me, I will give her justice, so that she will not beat me down by her continual coming. And the Lord said, Hear what the unrighteous judge says, and will not God give justice to his elect, who cry to him day and night, will he delay long over them? I tell you, he will give them justice to them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? Praise God. I don't need to tell you the meaning of this parable because in the first verse, the meaning was given. Can you look into your Bible? Always pray and never give up. That is the meaning of that parable. So, before Jesus even told them about this parable, he has told them the meaning. So, as we can see, the story started with a widow that has an adversary. She had an enemy, and today, in many societies of this world, women have few legal rights. We all know that. Especially when they lose their husband, when they become widow. So, we can imagine that this woman was going through the same thing. We've seen situations where the husband died, the family took over everything that the husband left behind. So they left the woman alone. So in most parts of the world, this practice was there. So from what we can see here, we can guess that maybe some people are trying to deprive this woman of what the husband left behind. Maybe they are not trying to to give her the, the, what she belongs to her. Even though Jesus Christ didn't mention exactly what it is. But this woman, she was deprived. That we can confirm. And uh, if you look at, even in the Old Testament, Ruth. Ruth has to marry Boaz before she could be entitled to some other things in that family. By the time they returned to to Bethlehem. If she had not married to Boaz, they will lose everything that belonged to that family. You know the story about that? 
So in this parable, in this parable by Jesus, this widow not only has the hurdle of being a female, she faced a terrible judge who didn't have the fear of God or he didn't care. He didn't care about what other people thought. His own is, is, is what he wants. And if you look at it, this woman, as we can say, we can conclude that she was very poor. We can say that. And in some society, judges, they benefited from bribe. So we can conclude that this woman has no money to bribe the judge. She has no money to bribe the judge. But what does she have? Her only option was to come before him repeatedly crying. We all know if our children want to get something from us. If that is what they want, they will persist, they will insist. Mommy, do this for me. Daddy, do this for me. Even some of our sisters here, if you have something to take from the brothers, you know how you want pressure. He will bend until he, like, just like that tree, he bend and... It will, do, it will even do it more than what you expected. So that is the, what we know as persistency. When you persist. So this woman has no other thing to go there, cry. I'm just imagining that maybe she will be kneeling down, following the man. Please, give me justice. Give me justice. Give me justice. And you know the funniest thing in verse 5. <laughs> the man, if you look at verse 5. Even though the Bible didn't register how many times this woman had been sent away by this man. But it was registered in verse 5 that, oh no, this woman is coming again. Oh, she's coming. Because it was mentioned that he admits she bothered him. The same way, even if your boss bothers you for un what you, you are thinking is not easy in the office. I'm sure you will look the other way around to see if it can be done. So the same way, this woman keeps bothering this man until he succumbed to the pressure. And what did he do? He granted the justice. I'm sure he will be very upset. He must have told her that, look, get out, I don't want to see you. Get lost, don't come here. But that never deprived the woman from going back to that. At the end of the day, the nagging and whatever the woman is doing finally pays off. What matters most is the result. How you, my boss used to tell me, how you get it is none of my business. What I want is this. So also, know how to Get your message across to God. Don't be somebody, oh Lord, provide this for me, and the answer is not coming. Then you forget about it. But what I want to establish here now in this parable is in addition to what Pastor Lekon was saying yesterday in the night visit. He had given uh, eight points. Now, I, I want to establish three principles in this woman, this parable that Jesus Christ gave to his disciples. The first thing is never worry. Never worry, but what? Pray. 
We can see that the widow didn't sit down. He did not, she did not relax. She knows the only person that can help her is the judge. And that person is the only person she must disturb. She was not disturbing any other person. So, in your case, don't not be worried about what is happening around you. Don't worry. Because when you are worried, it means you'll be filled with bad thoughts. Then you will, you will lose focus. At times they can ask you the answer that deserves yes. You will say no. At times you can be going, somebody will be looking at you. Suddenly they talk to you then. You find yourself in a different situation. A shocking situation. Then they will ask you what happened to you. So, why are you worried? Don't worry about that situation that is that you are thinking there is no answer. I'm telling you, in the presence of God, there is joy. And all things are what? Are possible. So whatever it is, persist. Don't worry yourself. And when we talk about worry, worry is filling your mind with bad thoughts of the worst that could happen. Because that is what you'll be thinking. The bad one will be coming into your mind. And I was reading somewhere, they describe worry as, worry is like uh, water. It begins as a drop of doubt that creeps into your mind. It will be dropping. Then, what will happen? If it is not stopped, then it begins to gather strength and become a stream of fear. It's starting from the drop. Now, because you are not stopping it, it, be, it begins to build up to, begin, to become a stream of fears. Which will now create a pond of fear. We all know fish pond. It will create a pond of fear. In, which will now overflow, if not stop, into what? Into a river. So, never, never worry when the situation seems that there is no answer. And this river will now create pain and suffering in you. That is when you worry. Which will develop into powerful flood of tension. Then it will build up in your system. You are working in the office, you are thinking of something. Then you will be making mistakes. So in the night you sleep, you, could not, you, you won't be able to sleep. And it's not stopped there. And we, we all know that when there is flood dropping somewhere, what will happen? There will be, there will, let me use the word valley. It will create valley. And at that point, it's very dangerous. So when the situation seems to be something that you thought there is no solution, never worry. Keep praying. Let's look at Paul. Paul was in prison. When he was in prison, he... he the, the situation is that maybe the next day he's going to be killed. But he continued to pray. He continued to pray. He prayed, prayed. And at the same time, he was still sending messages to people. Philippians 4, 6-7. to Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. 
and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Can I say hey, hey, amen for that? Amen. That is where I'm going. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, we guide you, we guide your heart and your mind in Christ. This is the message that Paul, uh, Peter, sent to the people while he was in prison. So remember this word was written by somebody who was depressed. He was in a dark place. In a, in a dungeon. He was kept there to be killed. But still he was praying. But was he killed? No. So in the, in the same manner, don't worry. Never worry about the circumstances that might surround you. Before you know it, God is on your side when you commit it. At the point, we used to say in my language that when you walk in darkness, if there is a pit before you, when you belong to God, when I'm talking walking in darkness now, I'm not talking of maybe there is light in one part, then the reflection of that light will come to where there is no light. I'm talking of total darkness. So if you are walking in darkness, you are going, there is a pit. We believe that if you are a child of God, the lightning will come and show you the sign that, yes, there is a pit there. So at that point, God will visit you. So you have two things to, to do, two choices. You can lose heart and let the worries of control your mind. That is one. Or you pray about it. So, brethren, when something creeps into your mind, that want to create point of fear, don't worry, put it across to God and persist. And I pray God will help us in Jesus' name. So you should always pray because God loves you. See what Jesus says in the book of um, Matthew 6. We may not uh, go into that. Jesus Christ commanded uh, his followers not to worry. That they should not worry. He commanded them, he gave them. Matthew 6, that is 25 to 29. You can read it on your own. And he even said, consider the spiral. They don't plant or harvest. That is... If God is considering the spirals that they don't have it, it means if one of them drops dead, because God is considering them, it means God will be concerned. So how much must you, human being, image of God? So the bed of the, of the sky, they don't plant or harvest or store them, but God take care of them. And I pray God will take care of you in Jesus' name. Also, you can look at 1 Peter 5, 7. Cast your care upon him, for he cares for you. So whatever be the situation, cast your care upon him. Number two point, never quit. Never quit. I will not go more about this because I've said a lot about it already. This woman in question never quit. She persisted. She kept disturbing the judge. That gives me justice. Give me what? Justice. Yesterday, Pastor Lekon was talking about the first book of Samuel. I think for those of us that are here, for those of us that don't know that story, we cannot link that story with what I'm talking about. The story of the woman. We, we talked about it yesterday. Hannah was desperately wanted a child for many years. 
She prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed to have a child. And after her prayer was unanswered for years, she didn't say, well, it must be that God doesn't want me to have a child. She never quit. She kept praying. She kept praying. Let's look at uh, Psalm 55, verse 16 and 17. But I call to God, and the Lord will save me. Evening and morning and at noon, I utter my complaint and mourn, and he hears my voice. In Nigerian context, I can put it that uh, David was a prayer warrior. He is not one day man prayer. He prays always. He see prayer like a daily vitamin. That's what he did. So, he was an all day prayer warrior. And that is how we should be. When the situation arises that we think that there is no solution, put everything before God. Don't quit. Don't quit. Persistence is an important factor in prayer because pers- in prayer, but persistence is a valuable commodity for every area of Christian life. It's not just prayer only. Persistence in whatever you are doing, not evil. I'm not talking of you, someone persisting in evil. Please desist. Persist in good things. If you know how to do good, if you know how to bless people, if you know how to share things to people, if you know how to pray to people, we have different gifts. Persist. Keep doing it. The reward might not come. You might not see what the reward is. All you need to do is persist doing it. The reward will come. And at the same time, is there anything bothering your mind? Persist. And I pray God will help us in Jesus' name. I want you to now put something behind your mind. This is what we are seeing every day. When we go to mall, what do we see? Push. Or what? Or pull. For those that came in earlier to this church, you will see there, the church before us has written at the door, pull, then inside, push. You know what it means? Push means pray until something happens. So, when the situation arises, you need to push. And how do you push? You push until... You pray until something happens. And when you pull, what happens? You pray until Lord listens. That woman keeps pressing that man, and what happens? He listens. So also you pull. So put this behind your mind. Whenever you go to Lulu or any of the shops, when you see the word push, oh, I need to pray until something happens. And when you see the word pull, I need to pray until the Lord listens. Put it behind your mind. God bless you in Jesus' name. Number three. Never doubt. Pray positively. Many of us, when we are praying, immediately something is coming to our mind. After all, the doctor has said that there is no solution. Never doubt. To doctor, no solution. We had it. Somebody was in intensive care unit. Sent us message that I'm what? I'm out. Some people might have written it off that, oh, he's been given oxygen. He can't survive it. But what? When God says yes, what? 
When Jesus say yes, nobody can say no. When Jesus say yes, nobody can say no. That is how I want you to see your life. Never doubt. Believe that you are receiving answer to your prayer. I will not go to that parable because you see that woman never doubt that something will happen. She pulled until that man listening. So you can do the same thing. Pull until the Lord listening and push. Pray until something happens. You must expect God to answer your prayer. If you doubt, you will receive. If you doubt that you will receive an answer, there are chances that you may not. James 1, 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. Praise the Lord. We are told that when we pray for wisdom, God will give it to us generously. James added to it, to that verse in... Um, James gave a warning. He gave a powerful warning to that what he has said. And let's see verse uh, 6 and 7. James 1, 6 and 7. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. For the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. So, He's praise God. Can you see why we should not doubt? We shouldn't doubt when we are praying. Let's have it in mind that I've received answer to my prayer. And when you have that behind your mind, the answer may not come immediately. It may not come. In First John five fourteen to six, or fourteen to fifteen. It says, this is the confidence that we have in approaching God. That if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we ask for. Praise God. I like that, brother. God will bless you in Jesus' name. God will bless each and every one of us in the mighty name of Jesus. So let us believe that whatever we pray for, that we are going to get answer. Now, let's, let's imagine that woman. I said that is a judge, a wicked judge. You can imagine the kind of security around him. You can imagine the kind of push that the security guard will put. Because they don't know if the woman is coming to injure the man or to attack him. So you can imagine the kind of scenario that this woman might have gone through. For him to get closer to that man. And for the man himself to be afraid that, oh, she's coming again. Oh, she's coming to bother me. Bother God with your petition. Lay it down before him. Let him know. When you do that, your answer will come. I give you a, one illustration. In Sunday school, okay, maybe I use Friday school now. A teacher was telling the children to write a letter to a missionary that they had been praying for. But again, he told them that the missionary, the missionary was very busy and may not have time to reply to every child. But the children should believe that they have received answer. Okay, 
One of the children, you know what he wrote? I just read to you. Say, dear Mr. John, I'm praying for you. I am not expecting an answer from you. Are you like that? You pray and you are not really expecting answer to the prayer. So please when you pray, expect that answer is coming. And it shall come in Jesus' name. So don't doubt. You need not quit. If it seems answer are not coming, all you need doing is persistent in prayer and always remember that either you push or what? Or you pull. If you walk into a room now, let's say we walk into our room, you switch on the light, and the light is not working. Will you, because of that, leave your home? You will not. What will you do? You try to find out what is the problem. Is there power cut from the source, or is the bulb off? You try to find solution to it. So there might be something that is not allowing your prayer to come to pass. That is the area you need to examine yourself. The bulb is not coming now. You are examining that what is the reason. Or maybe your AC is not working. You want to check whether one switch or one something is off or something is happening. You make investigation. If you are praying to God and answers are not coming, please examine yourself. It might be unconfessed sin. It might be you are not forgiving people. It might be your prayer... Is being hindered by enemy. So, you need to know, find, start looking for, I mean start looking for reasons why your prayers has not been answered. God always answers prayer, but He answers in different ways. The way God will answer my prayer may not be the way it will, He will answer pastor's prayer or our sister's yes prayer. So, don't look at Peter, God has done it this way. And it must come in that way for me. No. God answers in different ways. So I will go into that. God may answer your prayer quickly. And when we talk about quickly, what is the definition of quickly? I'm not asking you to tell me. But if an accident happens, what do you say? Call an ambulance quickly. That is one part of quickly. If a sister and a brother got married after three months that they met. What is that? They got married quickly. So you can see, one quickly is about three months, another quickly is just instantly, suddenly. Because if there's an accident, all they need to do is to call 911 or 999, I don't know. So that is the what they call. So, but in this parable, the, uh, Jesus used uh, the word quickly. I think that it should be in verse 8. Suddenly, your prayer may seem to be unanswered for months, but by the time God said it is time, it will come. Boom. Now, let me give you another illustration. Two ladies, they were going to mall to buy grocery, and it was raining heavily. And the two of them, none of them have umbrella. They were going separately going separately and the first one she kept driving oh lord provide for me a good parking space as she was saying that then she saw a, someone was driving out he, he said oh god don't worry i've gotten a place god has answered her prayer again she said god don't worry 
God does not recognize joke. That suddenly the man in the car remember that, oh, I need to check something. Then she, he stopped from going. God answered that lady's, that sister's uh, so quickly. But she, she doesn't have this designing spirit that, that it is God. He said, God, don't worry. Meanwhile, the other one was coming behind on her own, also saying the same prayer. God, let me have a good place to park. And when that man was not moving, the other lady said, nonsense. And she drove off. As she just moved, the man said, oh, what's the point of going back? Don't need. Then she changed, changed his mind. And that one coming behind, said, oh God, I thank you. You provide a good place for me. And she drove in. That is part of quickly way that God answers prayer. Praise God. If you are sleeping, shout hallelujah. God bless you. So let us learn how to appreciate God. You can pray something, don't think that... I think science makes something that um, sometimes... People look at things scientifically. Oh, that is how it's supposed to happen. No. I remember Pastor Monima was saying something in the old hall that that day in Noman here, they said there would be cyclone or whatever. And he said he prayed, prayed that God, because I'm there, this cyclone must not come. They have forecasted that it will come, but he never go to that place. That is God for you. Don't conclude that it's just coincidence. No. Of recent, some few months back also, we have similar thing. People pray. In fact, it should have been on Friday. That cyclone that was forecasted that is coming. But at the same time, God answered the prayer. So, recognize when God answers your prayer. Number two, God may answer your prayer later. When you pray to God. It might not be the right time. It might not be that time that your answer will come. In last month, VG, when I was here, I was talking about prayer also, just as I'm talking about it now, but in a different way. I referred to Daniel. In the book of Daniel 10, we were made to understand that Daniel was praying. On the first day that he prayed, what happened? God answer his prayer. Let's look at the book of Daniel 10, 12 to 13. Then he said to me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and humble yourself before your God, your words have been heard, and I have come because of your words. The prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me twenty-one days, but Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me. For I was left there with the kings of Persia. What I want to say here is that God answers your prayer. Sometimes there might be king of Persia hanging somewhere, preventing that answer to come to you. If you quit, God will not send reinforcement. In the case of Daniel, God sent what? Reinforcement. If you read that story, he sent reinforcement. Michael, Angel Michael, he, 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 he came to join hand with, with the angel. Because on the first day that Daniel prayed, God has answered him. But for 21 days, 
They were preventing him. As you are sitting down, you are going to pray and tell God, Lord, whatever the barrier that is between me and the answer to my prayer, right now, just like the wall of Jericho fall, let them fall in the mighty name of Jesus. Continue to tell God, tell God that whatever be the barrier between you, and the answer to your prayer, right now, at this moment, the wall must fall in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. God bless you. So, during the delay time for Daniel, he never stopped. He kept praying. So, if it seems that God has not answered your prayer, that does not mean that the answer is not, the answer might even be right at the corner. But all you need to do is to persist so that God can send reinforcement and give you the answer to your prayer. So always remember to persist, push and pull. God help you and help us in Jesus' name. God may answer your prayer better. You might be asking for a smoker, answer may not come. God can decide to give you a bigger car. I give you an illustration. A certain boy was has a bicycle. That bicycle was it was a rickety bicycle, not so good bicycle. This boy keep disturbing his dad. Dad, please change the handle of my bicycle for me. But the father refused. He refused. Then the boy. He persisted. Keep disturbing the father. And the father also persisted in refusing. So one day, the father called the boy, follow me to mall. So they went to one mall. As they were going, the boy saw the, some beautiful bicycle handle. He said, Dad, look at those beautiful handle. Please, it's just one react. Buy it for me. I need it. The father said no. And went straight inside. So the, 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 the boy started saying that, what kind of father do I have? I know you don't care about me, or you just care about yourself. You have been asking for this, just one real something, you are not even looking at it. Start to, to complain. When you are praying to God and answer has not come, don't complain. Don't complain. God might answer your prayer better. So this boy, by the time they got to the back of the mall, Inside, deep inside. Then the father called one of the attendants. Come, can you bring what I order? A brand new bicycle. The father has purchased for birthday gift. The father has not given the boy the handle he requested for. He had it in mind that, okay, your birthday is coming, I'm going to do it. So also God is looking at you. Having a way, burning, having a big plan for you to bless you. Don't belittle yourself. That is why you need to ask for bigger things. When, even when you ask for an airplane, God can provide. Yes. If you become a chief executive of a company and they have a jet, it belongs to you. You can go to anywhere you, you want at any time. So if I pray that God will provide an airplane for you, don't think that am I going to park it at my backyard? No. No? So we serve an awesome God. He will answer your prayer better. So have this in your mind. 
Praise God. So, what I'm trying to say is that sometimes when you ask God for something, there is always an answer. But that answer will all, might be a better answer. I've talking about uh, how God answers prayer, how God answers prayer. I will just remind you, God may answer your prayer quickly. God may answer your prayer later. God may answer your prayer better. Now, you know the next one? Don't be just listening to me. The answer might be no. Capital, no. Yes. If you are asking for a car, and God knows that if I give this, my child, this car, definitely is going to, he might have an accident and die. God may not answer that prayer. Answer might be no. If answer is no, and I'm telling you to persist, is it not going to? Because if answer remains no, and you keep asking, keep asking, keep asking. Now, listen. Sometimes you ask God for something and answer is simply no. But that is still an answer to your prayer. Don't ever stop praying until you hear from God that the answer to that is no. And when you hear from God that the answer to that is no, then you may stop praying. When my mother was sick, we were praying, we were praying. But at the time we got the situation that, no, come home my daughter. And they were just waiting for one statement from me, this. And that stopped the whole thing. When I was convinced, yes, because the answer to our prayer was no. So, your answer might be no. Capital, no. But don't stop praying until you hear that the answer is no. Because as I'm telling you now, some of us we might be praying, then Brother Francis has said the answer is no. Then that devil will keep pumping that to your, to your mind. You keep pumping it. Keep pumping it. Please. Don't allow devil to deceive you. Until you hear from God. You might be wondering, is God going to talk to me? Call me on phone or this? I'm telling you, keep praying. God will show you the direction. He can use somebody to tell you that your answer is no, or yourself. Until you hear that no, persist. And God will help us in the mighty name of Jesus. Praise God. One of the things why answer might be no is this. Sometimes we ask for, will I use the word silly, some things that we should not ask for. If you ask for something that you don't have to ask for, then the answer might be no. If you don't need something, you are asking for it, the answer might be no. If something is going to enjoy you, the answer might be no. If something is going to affect you, the answer might be no. Pastor Shion used to send, say, send your prayer request. Even pastor used to say, okay, we are having a victory night. Send your prayer request. 
It is prayer request, not prayer demand. And when it is prayer request, a request, if you put a request to your office, what does that mean? You might get it, you may not get it. But if it's a demand, you, need, you demand this thing to work, definitely you will get it. So know the difference between prayer request and prayer demand. And we have never used the word prayer demand in this hall, in this church. It's prayer request. So this means that answer might be no. Because request, answer might be no. But don't stop. Keep praying until you hear no. So God may not grant all our answer immediately. Answer may not come immediately. Like in the case of what I refer to as uh, Daniel. If you read that story, answer didn't come immediately. But the answer is by the corner. I don't want us to get confused. If you look at the parable that Jesus Christ gave to us, there is contrast. Jesus, if you look at it, it seems as if Jesus is comparing God with the wicked judge. Can, can we read uh, that story once again? There's something I want to bring out there. Just come to my mind. Brother Matthew? And he told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not lose heart. He said... In a certain city there was a judge who neither feared God nor respected man. And there was a widow in that city who kept coming to him and saying, Give me justice against my adversary. Oh, for a while he refused, but afterward he said to himself, Though I neither fear God nor respect man, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will give her justice, so that she will not beat me down by her continual coming. And the Lord said, Hear what the unrighteous judge says. And will not God give justice to his elect, who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long over them? I tell you, he will give justice to them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? Praise God. Verse 7 is where I am going. Won't God give justice to his choosing one, who cry out to him day and night? Will he delay, learn to help them? Now, Jesus was talking about a wicked judge. Suddenly, he switched over to God. Our God is good all the time. He will never allow us to suffer. He will never allow us to receive punishment. He will always answer our prayer. So, what I'm trying to emphasize upon here is that God will always answer our prayer. Whatever be the circumstances that we find ourselves, God will always answer our prayer. So the mean judge, the wicked judge, our God is not wicked like the judge. He's not wicked. So keep persisting in your request to God. Keep persisting in your demand like a false man. You can make a demand from God. You can make a demand also. 
God will answer us in Jesus' name. In conclusion, our prayer should be like the story of that of Jacob wrestling with the angel. If you look at that story, when we are talking of angel and human being, it doesn't mean that the, the angel cannot throw him away in one, one fling. But God is trying to establish something for us there. That is, this story is in the book of Genesis 32. They wrestle all the night. Jacob had the angel grip, full grip. The angel said, Jacob, let me go. But Jacob hung on and unto the angel and said, I won't let you go until you bless me. So the angel blessed him and changed his name to Israel. So you, you don't think that the angel cannot throw, throw him away. Yes, he can do that. But what God was trying to establish is the valuable lesson about the power of persistence. Because Jacob grabbed the angel. He never gets tired. The determination is there. So because that determination is there, then his answer, his prayer was later answered. The angel blessed him. So therefore, try to grab onto God in prayer. And beg him. I'm not quitting. I'm not leaving you. I will not allow you to go until you are, until you bless me. And I believe that God will bless us in Jesus' name. What is God trying to say to you personally now? As I'm talking to you, because I say God is talking to you. God has come down, He has spoken to you. Are you consumed with worry and anxiety? Please pray instead. Have you stopped praying about a need in your life? Or are you considering quitting in some area where God has placed you? Don't quit. Keep on praying persistently. Are you filled with doubt? Pray about it. Start praying positively today, expecting God to answer you. Brethren, finally, every time you walk through a door that says push or pull, let God remind you that you must pray until something happens. And when you are going out, if it is pull, let God remind you that you pray until Lord listens. May God bless you in Jesus' name. Even as we come to the end of the service, let's just for a moment think about the word which came to us. And as we commit this time into the Lord's hands and thank Him for the word which came, shall we stand? 
Shall we just reflect on what God has ministered unto us today? It might be something that you know. It might be something that you are practicing. But God is just re-emphasizing that with Him all things are possible. And if there is any one person that you can go to at all times, in all situations, for anything, it is the Lord. The question you need to ask yourself simply is this. Who do you pray to? What do you pray for? How right are you with God? Are you a demander or are you a requester? Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 to 11 state this. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. And he who seeks finds. And to him who opens it will be. To him who knocks it will be opened. For or what man is there among you who... If his son asks for bread, will give him a stone. Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Ask. That is prayer. The answer, when you ask, may not be always what you want to hear. But you will always recognize that when God answers prayer, the answer is the best. It may not be what you want, but it is the best. You will then look back and say, I asked for little, God gave me much. God has always been like that. In our small minds, we ask for little. In God's mind, He says, My child does not need this little. I am going to give him much. And how often have we stood here and testified of what a good God we serve. Just think and thank the Lord right now. All of us in this hall are recipients of God's answers. We have all, at various points of time, gone to God. And God has answered our prayers. God has always answered our prayers. In His way. Let's just say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that today you have reminded us again that we are not a people without hope. That we are not a people who hit our heads against brick walls. We are a people who serve the living Lord. We are a people who have a God who is so mindful of us. That he is just waiting to hear from you and from me. Can we just open our mouths and say, God, I want to talk to you. I just want to talk to you. I want to have a conversation with you. 
Father God, can I just sit and talk with you, Lord? Talk to him right now. Don't worry about your neighbor. You are talking to your father. Talk to him. Thank him for every blessing that he has poured out on your heart, in your life. The life you have, thank him for that. The privilege he has given to you to see today, thank him for that. The fact that you can walk, you can talk, thank him for that. The fact that you have a house, a roof over your head, thank him for that. Thank him for the food that's there on your table. Just talk to God. Our God is a prayer answering God. Father God, we want to say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, Father, that today you have reminded us once again, Lord, Father, that you are there for us, Lord. If we, are, if we can only recognize that, submit ourselves into your hands. Be obedient to your word. Recognize that you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. How blessed we are, Lord, today. We thank you, we praise you, Lord. Father God, I pray, Lord, that every one of us here, Lord Father, will recognize that we hold dynamite in our hands. The power of prayer can never be diminished, Lord Father. Father God, I pray, Lord, that we will activate that power in our lives day after day, Lord Father. That that authority that you have given us, that privilege you have given us, where we can pray unto you and activate that power shall never be diminished in our lives, Lord Father. And we thank you, Lord, that we can talk to you, King of kings and Lord of lords. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for your servant whom you have used this day. For bringing to us this foundational truth, Lord Father. For reminding us, Lord Father, that we serve a living God. We are the children of a living God. Father God, I pray, Lord, that you will continue to bless him. That more of your anointing be poured upon him. Bless him and his family, Lord Father. That they shall truly be a blessing in this church. Be with every one of us, Lord Father. We commit ourselves into your hands. Those of, with obstinate hearts, Lord Father, I pray, Lord, that you break it. Change our lives, Lord Father. That every one of us will one day stand and testify in this place. That we truly serve a prayer answering God. We give all glory to you. For in Jesus name we pray. Amen. Let's share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The love of God. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Be with us all now and forevermore. Amen. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow us. All the days of our lives. We shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen.